Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 11 of The Partial Historians. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Peter Greenfield. And I am your other host, Dr. Radford. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. And today (laughs) we are going to be looking at the subject, uh, the infamous subject, perhaps. Oh, yes. uh, Drum roll. (laughs) Gaius Caesar. That's right. Otherwise known to history as Caligula. (laughs) Little boots. Mm. Ah, thank you, but he's not cute at all. (laughs) Or is he? He seems quite cute in his statues. That's true. That's true. So we talked a little bit last episode about how Julia Major was so important to uh, the eventual succession. Mm. And Mm. uh, this is, I think, the perfect instance. (laughs) And these are the fruits. Things didn't go these are the fruits of her labor. So we know. Unfortunately, Um, and for one of her daughters. However, there is yet one remaining (laughs) golden child. (laughs) The last child of Julia Mayer, who actually does anything of significance. Yes, exactly. She lives long enough to do something. She actually does quite a lot of significance uh, in that she marries Germanicus. Uh, sorry, then I should probably say her name rather than referring to her as a her. <laughs> this is Agrippina the Elder. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so she marries uh, Germanicus, uh, who's a very popular um, member of the imperial family, who we sort of touched on a little bit with Tiberius. Yeah, suave. The guy that everybody liked. Exactly. And they saw Tiberius and go, that man's boring. Yeah. <laughs> and Germanicus walks in the room and everyone's like, I want to have a drink with that dude. It's all about Germanicus. Germanicus <laughs> and Agrippina become sort of this you know, celebrity, celebrity couple. couple. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, Germanicus is basically uh, the son of Tiberius's brother, Drusus, the beloved brother that died so young. <laughs> tragic, tragic. Um, mm-hmm. But he lives on Germanicus. He, just, he lives on in Germanicus. <laughs> yeah. And Germanicus and Agrippina together are like the Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. They totally times. are. And uh, they, they do something which, you know, I'm sure all Rome applauded. They produce nine children, Wow. Oh my god, what yeah. a uterus. <laughs> and Roman men would be drooling every time she walked into a room. Exactly. Amazingly, six of those nine children survive. Yeah, that's um, pretty good rates, really. That's given good. given mortality in the ancient world, that's And yeah, given, given the way the imperial family's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. is, it is impressive, yes. They have lost a few. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, things don't go quite... Uh, don't continue to be all rosy for Agrippina and some of her children. What? I know. Uh, again, we probably <laughs> touched on this. Yeah, we probably they touched survive. a little bit on this with Tiberius in that uh, two of her sons, Nero and Drusus, um, come unstuck. Oh yeah. Now these <laughs> these two, they're victims of the sort of the purges that happen under Tiberius. I take I take umbrage with the word victim. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ultimately, they die. Yeah, but we can't say for sure they didn't get up to something. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> we, yeah. could, we could go down this path. Okay, yeah, okay. Look, Tiberius <laughs> kind of drops the ball a little bit. <laughs> On his own family members. Yeah. And lets some of them get killed. Yeah, he never, as we as we mentioned, he never gets along particularly well with uh, Agrippina the Elder or Germanicus. Germanicus dies quite suddenly, and mm. this seems to make uh, relations with Agrippina the Elder actually worse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Tiberius is a little bit harsh with her, I suppose, in the sense that he doesn't let her remarry mm. um, after. I mean, she's devastated, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does the whole accompany the ashes back, blah, blah, blah. Where? Oh, look, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she's very loyal to Germanicus, but yes. uh, it's it's not necessarily clear that she has any love loss for Tiberius. And Tiberius's treatment of Agrippina kind of sets her on edge. Yes. And they, they just don't gel well. So we've got a sort of a family faction 
faction building up with Tiberius on one side and Agrippina and her remaining children on the other. Exactly. I mean, Agrippina might have... I mean, Augustus seems to have really liked her, but um, probably (laughs) for similar reasons Tiberius disliked her in that she seems to have been quite brazen. You know, she's not afraid to put herself out there. Uh, She seems to have accompanied Germanicus on some of his military commands. Yeah, yeah. She's seen... Yeah, routinely in the sources, she's accompanying him out on campaign. And famously, uh, when we're thinking about Caligula's life... Exactly. uh, They're out in uh, sort of Germania in 14 when Augustus dies and... Things go so terribly wrong. things (laughs) Things go wrong. There's a bit of an uprising from the soldiers for a number of reasons. But one of the sort of... uh the mythos of Caligula that's built up yes. at this time is that as a toddler Caligula is there with Agrippina and Germanicus on the front line. I see one of the very theatrical ways Germanicus tries to deal with this revolt. Parading his child yes. in front of the soldiers saying are you going to let your whims and desires overcome you know the sacredness of the Roman society. Absolutely, they Look at this child. Yeah, they apparently <laughs> adore uh, this toddler. They and sort of saw him as a mascot. Exactly, and that's why he gets that's, that's where he gets his name, his nickname, Caligula. Yeah, because they dressed him up as a little soldier, and, and everybody thought that was so cute. Yeah, and therefore he wore little boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, Germanicus, you know, makes this big show of sending away his. Uh, his child and his wife because they it's too dangerous it's too dangerous and of course that you know does does make the soldiers stop and think a little bit and I'm not sure that I really believe this story I really exactly think, I, I think know, this yeah. is a large it's the mythos it's the mythos a large yeah. part to do with building up sort yeah. of Caligula's credentials to Absolutely. rule and his sort of charisma with the yeah. soldiers but I mean the fact that it's told you know I mean you know the fact that you know it doesn't seem odd that Agrippine is there you know like this this kind of story is possible you know yeah yeah for sure um, she's certainly a prominent person and, and after a suitable amount of time has passed, um, she probably, you know, she she probably should have been allowed to remarry, I suppose. Um, but of course, again, when we're talking about this new system where it's basically an imperial family, you can understand why Tiberius wasn't super keen to marry this woman with Augustus's <laughs> blood in her veins, where he has none, yeah. off to someone else because she doesn't like him <laughs> and she yeah. could cause problems. And, and it's going to create political issues down the line. It's pretty clear that this is now turning into a dynastic sort of thing. Exactly, yes. Tiberius has to think very carefully about how he's going to play it. Yeah. So he is still sort of in charge enough to have his wishes known. Yes. Um, yeah, and so basically Agrippina um, starves to death, essentially, once she's been accused <laughs> Of misdeeds by Tiberius, as do, uh, as do Nero, her son, and Drusus, her other son. Yeah, so a whole stack of them. They're all sort of, you know, gotten out of the way. Bumped off. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yes, however. However, however, however Caligula <laughs> is invited to join Tiberius on Capri. Oh, goody. <laughs> Let's go and visit the man. That's uh, right. In his uh, summer residence. That's right. Um, this guy that hates my mum. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um, importantly, I think things to note about Caligula before he goes to Capri because this happens in sort of what the 30s yeah yeah it was like he's about sort of 19 he's just taken the toga virilis when he goes to Capri and it's Mm. a few years before so it's like 29 when Livia dies yes uh, eventually because she she well outlives Augustus absolutely she's been hanging around all this time yeah Yeah, go Livia Um, she dies and Caligula is one of the people who gives an eulogy for her and this is prior to him attaining the toga virilis yes so this is seen as quite significant as well so he's got a little bit of a a public showing beforehand yes and then he's sort of invited slash ordered (laughs) uh, to capri uh, to hang out with tiberius and his cousin 
um, Caligula's cousin Tiberius Gemellus. Yes, who is uh, the son of Tiberius's son, who had died by this stage. Mm. Um, one of a, a set of twins, I believe, but only, only one survived. survived yes. yeah. Oh god, this is such a terrible <laughs> tale. They're always saying that these, these are going downhill for I this family. Really. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they're they're both summoned to Capri. Um, presumably, so Tiberius can you know train them up, keep an eye on them. Yeah, hopefully not for sexual shenanigans. No, <laughs> I mean our sources obviously put a bit of an unfortunate spin on things in mm. that the training that Tiberius allegedly gives. Uh, Caligula is perhaps of a malicious nature. Um, you know, n- uh, famously, you know, he says he apparently says of Caligula that he, you know, he's nurturing, you know, a viper in his bosom. Mm. You know, and a, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's not, it's not a, a good... phaeton for the world. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but of course, this is probably with the benefit of hindsight. <laughs> Let's not. Uh... I don't know if Tiberius would have known this. No. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there are also rumors that Caligula was part of a conspiracy that killed Tiberius. Absolutely, yes. That he became involved with the new Praetorian prefect who replaced Sejanus, who had so betrayed Tiberius. Mm. Um, that he gets that Caligula worms his way into favour with this new Praetorian prefect, Macro, and his wife. Mm. In fact, uh, when I say worms his way in, I mean <laughs> starts sleeping with Inside. <laughs> yeah. Like, really inside. Yeah, really right in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, with Macro's wife, and therefore, you know, gets into their good books and Together, they somehow bump off the age. Yeah, Tiberius. a bit of a stab here, a little bit of a pillow, <laughs> pillow to the face there, maybe. Um, there's there's a few rumors, but again, this is this is all sort of building a negative rhetoric for Caligula that's going to sort of influence absolutely uh, some yeah. of the what we learn in hindsight. So certainly, yes. Yeah, how much you want to take this with a grain of salt? Of well, course, because I mean, you know, this is this is in you know Tiberius's fortress of solitude <laughs> in Carberry that this is taking place. Does so. information get in? And does information get we out? We don't know. We don't know. Anyway, uh, Tiberius <laughs> is dead now. Yes. Um, Caligula wins. <laughs> Caligula makes a really good showing in these initial phases Absolutely. after Tiberius dies. Everyone's really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm well, really upset about. I think, I, I think they're kind of really happy that Tiberius dies. So exactly. Tiberius dies on the 16th of March in 37 AD. And two days later, so it doesn't take very long at all, the Senate, uh, the soldiers acclaim Caligula as Imperator. Yep. And he's back in Rome not long after that. Well, he takes it takes a little bit while longer to get back into Rome, but he's acla- he's acclaimed Imperator by the soldiers mm. in Mycenaeum, so yep. sort of the the port that leads you off the mainland to Capri. Yep. And and it's a few days after that that the Senate sort of ratify that, and they yep. also offer him all of the Those powers, powers yes. of the princeps and the power package. Well, this is <laughs> this is really important. This is the first time that this has really happened. Exactly. Is, Tiberius didn't give them to Caligula while he was still alive. Well, and and. Also, so Tiberius, because he's sort of granted some of them during Augustus's lifetime, he accrues them slowly exactly. and gradually over yeah. time. Yeah. And and this and is the first moment yeah. where it's like it's a legal sort of thing. They clump them all together and they yeah. say, Here, Here you go, go. Caligula. <laughs> Have fun with yeah. it. You're wild. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is interesting because Caligula waits for Tiberius's body to arrive from Capri to the mainland and yeah. then he escorts Tiberius's 
Ash's two Rome. Ah, oh, such pietas. <laughs> yeah, such devotion, such yeah. loyalty. Um, apparently, the crowds love this. Yeah, you know, they're meeting him on the way. They're calling him cute things like sweetheart and duckling. You know, duckling. <laughs> you know so there's a there's a lot of positivity around this. Everybody sees it as a bit of a new age, Absolutely. especially since he's still quite young. Obviously, at this stage, you know, mm. um, considering how old Tiberius had been, you know, when, yeah. by the time Augustus carved it, we've got this fresh generation, <laughs> yeah. and he's got this legacy of being the son of Germanic. Absolutely. I mean, we cannot underrate just how <laughs> popular Agrippina and Germanicus I know we were. haven't devoted no. a lot of time to Germanicus, no. but he is like the most charismatic exactly. guy that you can ever imagine. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, in a sense, it's also, you know, for him, it was also a bit of a carry on because his father, Drusus, was apparently super popular as well. I mean, it's really <laughs> funny, but anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot of positivity coming from the family background. Absolutely. Yeah. And Caligula is riding that way. Yeah. Big now, time. Now, of course, there must have been some nervous people in, <laughs> in Rome at this stage because, of course... Are you nervous? Less... Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm on Tiberius' side. Well, and they have a right to be nervous, really. So... Yes. I mean, there's a lot of celebration going on. There's uh, a sense in which this is a new dawning of the age. But Caligula has also made sure that Tiberius' will is considered to be null and void. Yes. uh, Which means that the intended plan from Tiberius' perspective that... Uh, Caligula would share power with, with Tiberius Gemellus yes. is completely overridden. Yep. Uh, Caligula sort of gets around this by saying, look, Gemellus is too young. I, I, mean, I know I'm not heaps older than him, but that guy's way too young. Yeah. So I'll adopt him as my son yes. and he can be next after me. Oh, it's so fair. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, sure. We'll do what sure. you are. <laughs> sure, you, buddy, new yeah. emperor. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> And Gamellus must be like having a tantrum in the corner somewhere going, <laughs> Why me? This dude. I, I thought we were cousins. Yeah. We've been living together in Capri being abused. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that pain that we shared, and you're now just going to ditch me and I get nothing out of this. Yeah. Um, so this is what happens. And basically, um, the nerves must also be because obviously <laughs> uh, the Senate might share, I suppose, some of the responsibility for not stopping the death of Agrippina <laughs> and Caligula's two brothers. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there is a little bit of... Uh, there will probably be some people who are thinking maybe there's some... Maybe we're kind of a little bit implicated. Yeah. Out there for me. Caligula sort of washes over all of that by yeah. sort of granting... Uh, Puts sort of, their mind at ease. Yeah, yeah, he sort of cancels all outstanding court cases and he burns all the documents associated with the deaths of his mother, yeah, Agrippina. Yeah, like a general... And his brother, yeah. and he says, "Look, I haven't even read them, <laughs> and I don't want, <laughs> and, and I never can now. So it's like totes over, people. Yeah, I'll never <laughs> know. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> and he recalls people from exile. He basically puts uh, a general goodwill feeling out by saying, "Look, the past doesn't count. We're going to start off with a fresh beginning. Yep. Uh, everybody's innocent, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. I like people." I know people like me, so let's just... It's just all good vibration. Yeah, it's just a yeah. love fest. You know, it's, going to, it's going to be great. He went as far as to recall uh, some banned texts out of censorship and mm. said, look, there's no reason why they can't be read. They'd been censored under Claudius. 
And he was like, look, it's going to be fine. There can't be anything in there that's going to bother me. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh, um, Augustus. Oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, I was just looking at you going, what? Claudius. <laughs> Claudius already. Claudius. <laughs> um, Augustus. And of course, he does do some things um, to, you know, there are still some things which he has to do in connection with the past in that he recovers the remains of his mother mm-hmm. uh, and Nero um, and looks after them. Um, so he's not Brings completely... them back, sticks yeah. them in the mausoleum exactly. where they're supposed to be. Exactly. So he is, uh, he is showing, you know, a, you know, that he's not entirely <laughs> forgotten the past, but it's in a personal way. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the, everyone must have been relieved. It must have really <laughs> seemed awesome. <laughs> Everyone's like, yay. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and it's important, I think, too, that Caligula goes to Rome straight away. Yes. All of a sudden, we've got a princeps who's in interested in being... Caps. Absolutely. Um, Tiberius is sort of being on Capri. It's not enough. Um, you've got to be in Rome. Yeah, and then uh, in September of that same year, he's granted the title Pater Patriae, which is again big deal. You know, pretty significant. Pretty significant. I mean, Augustus had refused it. Considering for a long he's time. a young bunny. Yeah, exactly. Augustus had refused it for a long time. Yeah, uh, he only accepted it as I mentioned. You know, in about two AD, by which stage he'd been you know in charge for <laughs> a couple of decades, really. Um, so this is a this is a big thing. Um, you know, especially to give someone so young and new to the job. But mm. Part of the whole love fest continuing. <laughs> um, I love you guys. Yeah. And it's like we love you too, man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But then, unfortunately. <laughs> disaster strikes. <laughs> disaster. Yeah, I mean things go downhill fairly quickly, yeah. and and some of the speculation centers around Caligula's illness. illness. Yes, he falls ill sometime after he is granted this title of father of his country, uh, and there's been so much retrospective you know, diagnosis by historians, you know, what kind of illness was it? Did (laughs) Did it it drive him insane? Did it change his personality? Exactly, yeah. You know, what exactly happened? I mean, was it a brain fever? Did it affect... Because we have this, like, good Caligula for, like, six months, and then we have, like, bad Caligula. And obviously the illness must be related somehow. Exactly, yeah. So there's lots of retrospective um, speculation about this. Um, Because after this point, um, he does recover. um, But then... There's start, you know, the ominous signs begin. Uh, Gamellus is... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, so speculation starts to mount that Gamellus is plotting, mm-hmm. uh, at least as far as Caligula is concerned. So Gamellus, although he'd been given the honorary title of Prince of the Youths, yes. uh, which was supposed to be quite sort of his compensation for not being, <laughs> like, really emperor. Um, <laughs> Such great compensation. <laughs> it doesn't take long for for uh, Caligula's suspicion to be like, oh wait a minute, this dude's probably a genuine threat, and I'm going to get him out of the way. Yeah. Do it now. Why put it off? What? You, <laughs> yeah. why, why put it off? What you can do today, tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could solve the problem, just solve it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's wiped out. Um, then uh, uh, Unius Solanus, Caligula's uh, father-in-law uh, or ex-father-in-law, is um, is basically ordered to uh, <laughs> suicide. He's he's no more. Yeah. So <laughs> we start to see what is going to be the gradual expansion of forming again under Caligula and yes. this is one of the things that had happened under Tiberius and which where, people really didn't like yeah where <laughs> people are kind of paid for the information that they provide so if you hear a rumour or you make one up or whatever uh, and you pass it on to the right people there's compensation involved for that and uh, this can lead to trials and obviously the more the merrier and if you can get them on something like treason yeah my Esther says they like to refer to it as 
all so much the better. Yes, and so, the, yeah, Caligula's personality um, just starts to become, according to the sources, more erratic. Mm. Uh, now, of course, our sources are basically senatorial. Um, well, the trouble is our, our sources are senatorial. They're coming from a period that a few generations removed from Caligula's rule. Yes. And we don't necessarily have a good distinction to be made between, like, how is this transition happening? Exactly. How, how soon or how quickly or how terrible do things really become? Was this something that Caligula was likely to always do? Probably. Exactly. I mean, this is the thing. He, you know, later on in his reign, you know, he starts whipping out documents that he hadn't actually burnt after all. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, I and- just found another copy of those documents. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> this is the sort of thing that makes him sound like a caricature of evil. Exactly. I mean, you know, we hear all these funny stories about um, ways that Caligula made the senator's life hell. <laughs> you know, like wanting to, you know, wanting to make his horse a senator. You know, all these mad stories, which are really yeah. driving home this idea of someone who's evil, someone who um, is quite insane. You know, not just evil, or somebody insane. who is young yeah. and inexperienced and doesn't know how to deal with the senate. Exactly. I mean, this yeah. is this is a guy who spent some of his formative years. Uh, after he's reached adulthood, out of Rome. Yes. He's been having to hang out on Tiberius's <laughs> secret island. And there's not there's not necessarily well, we the no scope idea. for him to get trained yeah. properly. His father dies mm. before he can really sort of bring him into line about these sorts of things. Absolutely. And so like, Tiberius had the benefit of, you know, years and years yeah, by Augustus. Tiberius is schooled in the Augustan slow progression yep. through into power. Caligula is really just I mean, we don't really know what Tiberius did with Caligula while they were in Capri, but, no, but Caligula is yeah. essentially just thrust into the limelight with all this power all of a sudden. Yeah, and I think I've always uh, thought of uh, Caligula as a bit of a Lindsay Lohan figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always I've always felt a little bit sorry for him. And and she's a good modern parallel. Too much, too young. Exactly. Drives you insane. Yeah, and I mean, if you kind of read between the lines of the sources, um, sometimes you can kind of see that maybe it wasn't so much that Caligula was evil or mad. Maybe it was just that he had a really unfortunate sense of humour, <laughs> uh, which unfortunately no one had the, the courage... The Senate didn't really get, I no, don't think. No, no, but unfortunately no one had the... Because he, because of his position, no one really has the courage to tell him that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. Um, Wait, oh, this is the trouble as well. How do yeah. you call somebody out for being a douche yeah. when they're the emperor? Exactly. Well, you yeah. don't have heaps of options up your sleeve. And, and especially since that person is someone like Caligula, who, yeah, he does seem to let his power go to his head a little bit, and he does seem to relish the fact that people can't tell him what to do. And certainly there must have been some negative uh, feeling left in the Senate from his dealings with him, which has left a legacy of those sorts of stories. Yes. Like, we get the really crazy stuff, like sending his troops all the way out to the edge of France and then being like, all right, we're going to kill the British, but first pick up the seashells. Exactly. Yeah. Now the enemy's been conquered, let's head home, Exactly. Guys. Like all these really weird stories. And yeah. you think to yourself... Can you really rationalise that? And sometimes historians sit down and they do try to rationalise these things. Yes. I'm not sure that they're worth rationalising. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he, he reigns for such a brief period of time as well. I mean... We're dealing with, a, like, a four-year period, Exactly. I mean, we don't really even where know where the first where six months is nice... And the next three and a half years yeah, I mean, are a sliding scale if we, of bad. If we look at his reign from the point of view of, um, say, the populace, I mean, obviously we don't have many, you know, sort of first-hand sources or anything, but it seems that he 
um, maintained his popularity oh, yeah, with yeah. the you know the wider Roman people. It's really with the Senate that things go bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like he was good at gladiatorial shows. He yes, put on lots of them. People absolutely. like that sort of thing. Yep. Apparently, bought in some specialist boxes from various areas. Absolutely, this was well received. And he was good, as you say. Like he sort of you know we sort of relish in his role. And so mm. the first time people are, as you say, they're seeing their their emperor back in Rome, and yeah. you know quite happy to play a public role. Um, you know not. <laughs> sort of resenting every... Yeah, and I think there might be some sort of leeway there for Caligula to get away with some of this stuff, at least yes. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because the, the only people it's he, showy yeah. and it's overblown and yeah. it's circuses. And, and they love it. Yeah, and it's good it times. Yeah. And, you know, he's having stage plays where he's decided to put them on at night and lighting up the city and everyone's like, wow, exactly. the city's lit up at night. Yeah, the only, like, nobody can yeah, believe the it. The only subjects he seems to have, like, seriously, seriously pissed off are the Jewish, <laughs> <laughs> some of his Jewish subjects because he uh, made the mistake of demanding to be worshipped as a god and <laughs> he wanted to use the temple of Jerusalem for that purpose um, So, well that foreshadows some of the things that are going to happen later exactly, on I yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah so they're the only he people we can last. tell that he really you know, pisses off in any major mm. way um, but what we're left with of course are um, the, the remnants of the senate and that sort of thing um, but of course the sources can't resist when anyone's, you know, in a, when they're looking at someone in a bad light, uh, talking about their, their naughty goings-on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Caligula's stories tend to take the cake with this sort of oh, thing yeah. as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hello, he's, sisters. Yeah, he's, I mean, I have to say, his, his stories top the cake of even, you know, the babies in Tiberius. <laughs> um, because, of course, the other survivors um, of Tiberius's reign are... Uh, Caligula's three sisters, hmm. Lavilla, Agrippina the Younger, and, and Drusilla. Drusilla. Yes, <laughs> most infamously Drusilla. Yes, uh, allegedly Caligula commits incest <laughs> with all of them, um, and yeah. you know, and also not only himself. Uh, uh, sorry, well, sorry, he commits incest himself, obviously, but he also hands his sisters out apparently <laughs> to his favourites. Um, his particular penchant is for for Drusilla. Yeah, now this this is obviously something that you'd have to decide for yourself what side of the debate you want to come down on. Yes. Is this just more of that political sexual invective? Exactly. Uh, that is coming through just because everybody is so, so bamboozled by what Caligula has done and they just can't understand how he went from being this nice, cute boy to this emperor who's demanding and, and difficult yeah. and check out my horse in the Senate house yeah. <laughs> and how about those seashells boys? Yeah. And, and they're sort of trying to wrap their heads around this and they're like, well, yes, you must be sleeping with his sisters as well. Exactly. I mean, apparently with Drusilla, it's not just, you know, a casual thing. He apparently, although she has a husband, he apparently sort of lives with her like they're a married couple. Like he treats her like his wife. You Look, know. it's really significant that when she dies... He's yes. devastated by this. Absolutely. And, and he changes the course of Julia Claudian iconography by having her installed as a god. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I mean, this is a big thing. And I mean, this is another point where historians sort of point to and say, maybe this event is what really, you know, pushed him over <laughs> the edge. Him. Because it happens um, It happens in 38, so not long yeah. after he's... I mean, things have already started to go downhill, but this doesn't help, obviously. Yeah, the consecration of Drusilla is unprecedented. Yes. I think a lot of traditional Romans uh, think it's offensive. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't... This is the sort of event that I think sort of 
in retrospect, allows those sort of incest rumours to really exactly. grow Exactly, yeah, that excessive well. grief. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, puzzling, puzzlingly, <laughs> after the death of Drusilla, um, Caligula doesn't retain his fondness for his other two sisters. <laughs> um, he actually, I mean, there seems to have possibly been a conspiracy involving um, these remaining two sisters and one of their husbands perhaps but they end up getting sent into exile <laughs> themselves um, so so nobody's safe really no no exactly I mean he, he apparently a little sort of, bit of incest a little bit of exile yeah exactly he apparently torments them by uh, sending messages to their imprisonment on islands saying that as well as islands he had swords <laughs> so it must have been pretty stressful <laughs> these two sisters um, you know to go from being so beloved apparently <laughs> yeah well they're, they're particularly exalted at, and we the coinage suggests that that they're given a certain certain prominence. yeah all of them all yeah. three sisters yeah, appear absolutely. on coins yeah and, and, and this is i mean the downfall course, is their surprising from yeah. that point i mean you know some of them say oh, the sisters have husbands caligula has wives during this period but they're still <laughs> alarmingly close <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so this, well then <laughs> yeah exactly um and you know this is the other thing we get in the in the sources it's not just his sisters that caligula is getting up to no good with apparently he you know debauches uh, you know, certain actors. He debauches <laughs> with, you know, uh, with boys. He debauches with, uh, you know, married, respectable oh, women. Where does he find the time? I know, I know. Apparently, in? you know, he flaunts <laughs> this by, you know, taking women off uh, while, you know, he's at a dinner party and then bringing them back noticeably dishevelled. <laughs> and then we'll proceed to talk about their performance and their, their merits in the sack in front of the rest of the dinner guests. I mean... He, he really, sexually, <laughs> he really takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're hitting the sort of, this is the threshold of amazing stories, really, yes. um, um, from that perspective. And, and certainly this is all leading nicely into what will be the ultimate decline of Caligula. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, he, his, his last wife he apparently married because, uh, not because she was the most beautiful woman or anything like that, but because she was equally... <laughs> equally debauched. debauched. Yes, exactly. Finally, uh, finally. Yes, yes. Although, even, you know, it, he apparently, you know, part of their kinky foreplay was him threatening to kill her <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's so much fun. Um, so you can perhaps see how things... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just having moments where I'm like, they're in the bedroom, and he's like, I'm the emperor, I could have you executed. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh. no, just just do me. Yeah. <laughs> Impregnate me, your majesty. Uh, I see I see your sword. Yeah. Please, stab me. <laughs> Repeatedly, again and again and again. Um, yeah, so you can understand why... Caligula is not remembered with fondness, perhaps. And of course, it well, all. Well, the trouble is that, yeah. that, that from the point of time these stories start to kick in, and what we start to see in our source material is a real falling away of anything of political note. Yes. Uh, there's a real sort of discrepancy between the achievements of his early rule yes. prior to his illness and, and sort of just a little bit after, and what tends to take up the narrative structure of our source material from that point onwards, which is craziness, debaucheriness, yeah. uh, poorly judged military exercises. And, Absolutely, yeah. And it sort of leaves this sense in which Rome is sort of descending into its own special sort of chaos. Yep. And they're not really left with many alternatives but to get rid of the guy. So. And that they do. Oh. <laughs> in, for, um, in 41, uh, there is a successful conspiracy. Caligula is assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is the trouble as well. I mean, this this guy has been worried and concerned about conspiracies for a little while, and perhaps rightly so, and 
the trouble with these sorts of situations is that you only ever know about the successful conspiracy. Yes, exactly. How many of them are unsuccessful? Well, you don't get to measure Exactly. That, I mean, you? it casts those maestas trials in a whole new light. <laughs> maybe <laughs> um, they were wise. Maybe they were. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he, there definitely is some plotting going on because one of them succeeds and he's stabbed repeatedly <laughs> to death. Um, and so... Um, yeah, and then, of course, there's the fallout in which his uh, baby daughter is apparently smashed against a wall. Um, yeah, they want to leave no trace of that particular generation no, or that yeah. particular line within the house. No, so. but then, of course, uh, we're left with a dilemma. Who to succeed? Hmm. Yes. Well, on, on that sort of yes. cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> Who will be the next Julia Claudia and Emperor? Find out next time. 